Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Two Cyber Chicks podcast. You're about to join Erica and Jax for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power. Now, more than ever. So last time we caught up, Jax and I were talking about building balance. Part of building balance also really ties back into giving back to you. What fuels you, what keeps you motivated, keeps you driven and excited about what you're doing. We've all had different types of manager relationships throughout our careers, and no two managers will give you that same experience. Some micromanage, some are totally hands-off, and with some, you'll really find your groove, and you'll find the empowerment that you really feel like you need to grow the way that you want to. So I wanted to kick this chat off with Jax. Let's talk about your own personal growth and development. I feel like you're a great example of what it means to take ownership of your career and make it work for you. Can you talk a little bit about how you've owned your own development? I mean, honestly, in in the recent year or so, you've made some significant strides in this area. Absolutely, Erica. And so happy that we're having the discussion and glad we're doing another one of these one-on-ones together. It's always great to see you. And it's it's also nice to have guests, but I love when we can really have like an intimate talk. Yeah, I think about my career, taking just a second and doing a step back so everybody can kind of have a better lens because Erica knows my past, but in 2018, I was homeless. Like long story really short, I made a lot of bad business decisions but I realized after self-reflection and a lot of work that I did on myself, I realized that the reason that I went homeless and the reason that I was making these poor business decisions is that like, I wasn't taking my power back. And what I mean by that is I kept giving my power to my different business owners and different contracts and different clients, and I was not owning my leadership career path. And so for me, what really helped me what, and what my turning point was not just going homeless, but really was looking around and identifying where do I want to be professionally? I knew I didn't want to be where I was. And so I had to, it wasn't an overnight thing. And I know people that are listening to this might be in the same situation, not homeless, but in a situation of like, I know I'm not happy where I'm at. So how do I get to where I want to be? And the best advice that I can tell you that really clicked for me is if you want to be somewhere different in your life, you have to do things differently. So that's like, maybe you don't read books right now within this space, and we'll all speak from cybersecurity. I would start finding ways to start reading different books, read news articles, listen to blog posts, get yourself educated because knowledge is power. And through that, you can start growing yourself. You can start taking back your power within your own career growth. But the overall biggest theme here today when we're talking is going to be, where do you want to be in the next three to five years? And when I ask people this, and we'll talk about mentor-mentee relationships as we go through this, is like, where do you want to be? And it's so surprising. Like people, Erica, people, you run into this too. I could ask you right now, where do you want to be in the next three to five years? And you have a fairly good idea. It's not a clear cut roadmap because life happens but you know where you're going to be in the next three to five years. And I think that's one of the most critical things for owning your development. Yeah, absolutely. Having that, that idea, 
thinking it through, envisioning yourself. And I think a big part of this too is, especially as you continue to progress in your career, is finding people that interest you, that you know have been in the space for longer than you, whose career path like has kind of sparked something within you and, and reaching out, creating relationships, networking. I mean, how many times, Jax, have you and I like talked to people where we're like mind blown by where they are in such a short amount of time and being able to unpack that and have conversations and, and figure out, okay, how did you get to where you are so quickly? What have been the drivers? And then also what are those things that have helped you set apart Did you go to a bunch of conferences and really put yourself out there? Was public speaking something that you really wanted to master? So you really stepped out of your comfort zone and you worked to really like put steps in play to get to that goal. And a big part of this is like those micro and macro goals, right? When we talk about that three to five year vision, that vision is there. It may not be this like granular vision, bullet by bullet of everything that you have to have accomplished by then, but it's a, you know, it's a vision. And you may, as you grow, change that vision a little bit. And the steps of getting there may also change. And that's okay. And I think a big part of this too is looking at yourself on how can I get there? And not so much looking at like, hey, it's my manager's job to get me there. It's my manager's job to make sure that every single week they're pumping information down my throat. They're documenting step-by-step everything that I have to do with a due date to get me where I need to be. No, your manager's there to facilitate, to help you identify those opportunities. But the biggest takeaway here is, you are in charge of your future. You are in charge of of making change. Whether you're, I mean, Jess, let's talk about like all of the career transitions, some of the great individuals that are just brilliant that we get to talk to on our show, on LinkedIn, that we connect with outside, you know, outside of like, let's just say our current workplace. These individuals are hungry. They reach out to us with like really pointed questions. I mean, recently I got a really good email earlier this week and it was, it had a clear call to action. Eric, I'm looking for some advice here in the cyberspace. Here's what I've been doing. Here are some things I'm thinking about doing. My end goal is here. Do you have any advice based on what you've seen other people do? And to me, that's such a good clear to action because that person is owning their development. They may seek help and counsel throughout the way, but they're not reaching out to me saying, hey, Eric, I want to get hired in this type of role. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a great segue into talking about, we were briefly talking about it before we hit record, but mentor-mentee relationships. And one mm-hmm. of those looked like you were just talking about, you know, the manager relationships and some of the dysfunctions between the employee and the manager and the employee thinking, hey, I need the manager to basically, in a way, micromanage my career path. And we see that, you and I have seen that with that mentor and mentee relationship. And you're a mentor, I'm your mentee. Yeah, I always have to do it like that. Like you're a mentor to me in a lot of the things that you do, but there is never a time where I I have come to you without, hey, here's what I'm doing. This is where I want to be. What is your feedback? But a lot of times you have individuals that walk up or you manage them and they just expect you to meet with them every day, get continuously, basically spoon feed their career and their development. But that's not how mentor mentee relationships work at all. You've got to come hungry and already with a plan lined out. So like Eric and I can be able to assist you with pushing you forward. What are your thoughts on that? Like the mentor mentee relationship specifically? 
I think they're absolutely critical. I think that if you are solely relying on your manager relationship within your organization, you're doing yourself a disservice because there's mm-hmm. so much knowledge out there, such a diversity of experience. There's people that have walked in your shoes years before. You have to have a variety of input, of guidance, those mentors. It's a different relationship, right? Like similarly to you, Jax, like I come to you and I say, hey, this is something that's going on. Let's just say it might be with my own goal setting and I may be hitting a roadblock and I'm saying, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. I'm kind of in a rut. I feel like this is what I need to be doing. Can you gut check me? You know, I'm coming with you to with a clear call to action. Maybe not something that I'm going to my direct manager with because I feel like your perspective is a little bit different because you're outside of the situation, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's what we need to think about when we think about that mentor-mentee relationship versus like your manager relationship is Mm -hmm. that mentor is there to support you in a different capacity. And it's mutually beneficial, just like mm-hmm. your, you as a mentee are, are growing, that mentor is also growing and you're both learning from each other. And so when you're selecting mentorship opportunities, I think that's a key thing to think is you're using your time wisely. You're coming in with a call to action. And at the end of the day, that person is also growing with you. And so having that collaboration is just so critical for learning and development, for career progression. And something that you and I always just go back to is just like that networking aspect. Like, let's talk about cybersecurity in particular. This this industry is, is vast, but it is a small space. Yeah. So there are a lot of people that you may interact with that, hey, five years down the line, they may pop back up in your mm-hmm. career, right? It's huge. It's huge to have that kind of like relationship with as many people in different areas because you don't know what you don't know. And I know you and I have talked about this, like where people come to us and they're like, hey, I want to transition into cybersecurity and I don't really understand. I've heard these terms. I've heard these departments. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Right. That's part of owning your career, not just taking the first job that comes at you. You're kind of exploring. You're doing your due diligence to figure out, all right, what do these things mean? Let me talk to somebody that's been in the space for a while. Let me own this and let me figure out what makes more sense for me right now. And it might not be my end goal, but what aligns to my end goal the best right now and using that kind of as like the growth trajectory. Yeah. And we talk about managing up, you know, you hear that word all the time. And it's something actually I hear you say quite a bit whenever we're talking. Is that... How would you explain managing up? Can you break that down for the listeners? Yeah. So managing up means having your own voice, taking ownership and coming with like with your plan and your expectations. So for example, your manager is not a mind reader. Let's Mm -hmm. just say, you know, you're new to an organization. You may be switching departments, whatever that may be, or you may have a long lasting relationship with this manager for several years. Your needs can change at any point. You may not feel like you're getting the same support this year than you were last year. It is your responsibility to own that and manage up. And by managing up, I mean, you drive what you need, you know, come to your conversations with your manager, even if it's, you know, whatever relationship you have, it might be a project lead, right? It might not be your official reporting structure, but regardless, you're managing up and Mm -hmm. letting somebody know, 
hey, this is what I need and what I feel to be successful. I think maybe I need a little bit more clarity around what this next role brings so that I can more fine tune my goals to support that. I feel like potentially I'm having some struggles understanding this line of our business. Do you have any tools or any tips on things that I can learn or I can do better to digest some material to better prepare for these meetings or projects coming up, right? You're not waiting for that information to fall downstream. You're actively coming and saying, raising your hand and saying, hey, X, Y, Z, these are the things that I need. And I always... I mean, that's something that I've really implemented, I would say, probably in like the past six years, is I've been really, really intentional about how I come to my meetings and saying, here are my motivators, here are my stressors, here are the things that I feel like I need to be successful, here's the ways that I like to be supported, here's the level of like micromanagement versus hands-off that I personally thrive best in. You know, I'm not leaving this up for room for interpretation, really. I'm giving you, I'm spoon feeding you the details of what Erica needs right now. And again, those needs may change, but manage it up. Let people know what you need and don't let them just guess. Yeah, 100%. Well, before we wrap up, because we've got a couple minutes, let's talk about some tips and tricks on building your career roadmap. I already mentioned a few, you've mentioned a few. I want to reiterate one of them. And I think it's really critical is I think you need to sit down, get a book, get a journal, something you can do it on your, I like you and I both like actually having the pen paper. It's Mm -hmm. actually been scientifically proven that it works better when you have pen and paper and you write out like task lists and goals. So I encourage our paper and pen sit down and really think about where do I want to be in the next three to five years? And then from there, I think that's such a critical part because you need to have a clear vision of your dreams, your aspirations, where do you want to be dream really big. And then from there you backwards plan. And there's a couple of different frameworks you can use. I know that we have it in our book. It's called the goals framework where you create, you go through. That's too robust for me. I like to keep it really simple, you know, keep it simple, silly kiss. And it's backwards planning. Like if I, for example, if I want to be a CEO of a firm in the next three to five years and relaunch my company, then my backwards planning may require that I get additional education in a certain area or networking is a big thing. I network in a certain area so I can find a business partner if I'm wanting a business partner that or find a CTO to help support the organization because you're going to need staff. You're going to need employees. You're going to need certain things to launch this company. I don't have those. I have a couple of them, but I don't have all of them. So what is that going to look like for you? And think about everything and then you'll get to where you're at today current time. And then you can start figuring out what do I need? Just like what you were saying, Erica, what do I need to do right this second to take control of my career, where I'm at right now to get myself to where that goal is in the next three to five years. And that could be, I want to become a better writer. I actually just talked to my lead. We're equals in the organization, but she's leading the contract. And I'm not as good as I want to be with contract writing, as you know, or BIA writing, business impact analysis. It's a different type of writing than academia or technical writing. So I talked to her and I told her, I want to do more writing. Maybe I can help edit some of the BIAs. Maybe there's some more things that I can do to put myself out there. And she agreed and she's going to allow me to do some of these things. So that's just an example. But 
for you, I know we're coming up on time, Erica. So for you too, like what personally tips and tricks that you can provide to our listeners to help get them off the ground today with their goal setting and their career map? I think just get started. Start drawing something out, you know, start writing, whether it's uh, a vision board, whether it's, I know there's so many different frameworks. Maybe Jack's like, we take this, we pencil this and we talk about goal setting in a different way. But I think the biggest thing is just start out outlining what do you want your life to look like? You know, and how does your career fall into that? And what are the types of opportunities that you want to have? What are the types of learnings that you really want to take on in the next few months? And then, you know, once you have that, you can get more granular with it. So let's pencil this so that we can talk about goal setting a little bit more detailed because we sure love to talk about that. We love to set goals. So if you enjoyed this conversation, please give us five stars on your favorite listening platform. And additionally, if there's any topics that you'd love to hear about or any guests that you'd love to have on the show or you yourself would like to be on the show, please shoot us an email at two cyberchicks at gmail.com and that is the number two cyberchicks at gmail.com we'll catch you on the next one we hope you enjoyed this episode of two cyber chicks podcast with erica and Jax. if you learned something new and this podcast made you think then share itspmagazine.com with your friends family and colleagues If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.